Frederick County Sports Weekend is next on 930 WFMD, a service of NZ Kramer and Son of Woodsboro. Hello? I want to replace these windows in my house, but I don't know where to start. Can anybody help? Hello? Looking to remodel, renovate, or just do some general home improvements? Start with the only local, independently owned lumberyard in the area, NZ Kramer and Son, just off 550 in Woodsboro and online at nzkramer.com. There you can find the help you need to begin your projects. NZ Kramer and Son offers a wide variety of name brand products at competitive prices, customer service that can't be beat, and services like takeoff plans those other guys don't offer. Where home improvements begin, NZ Kramer and Son. Start building. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and today my guest is the president and founder of the Key City Foundation for Youth, and that's Mr. Randy Clark. Randy, thank you for coming and spending some time, and welcome. Of course, thank you, Steve. Really appreciate all having me on. Indeed. So before we get into all what you've been doing over the past five to six years here with this foundation. Talk a little bit about Randy Clark and what he was able to do, what you have done in your uh, past, bringing you forward to this, this spot now. Yeah, so I really I am not a Frederick native, uh, born or raised here. Uh, I've kind of been all over, Navy brat from California to Spain, and then essentially came to Maryland, moved several places throughout Maryland, Jessup, PG County, Calvert County, pretty much spent most of my youth from middle school to high school in Calvert County, and then college, came here to Hood College in 2010, uh, played lacrosse there, and then they got a point where I was at college there, and it was like a reality check, essentially, of the financial aspect, and I'm like, wow, I remember... My mom messaged me on Facebook, and she's like, hey, by the way, you're going to be in a lot of debt. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. And I never thought through that. So essentially I got uh, joined the Army Reserves to figure out a way to pay for college, and then it just kind of made sense with career aspirations. Came back, then became part of the RTC program. Um, through that whole time frame, I was coaching uh, club lacrosse and while I was going to college doing the reserve stuff and then started doing ROTC to where then I gained my commission and graduated in 2015. Uh, from there, essentially did the military thing, uh, still kind of doing it, and left for a deployment. And that's when Mike Bummer, the former athletic director, recently retired. Right. Uh, he reached out to me on the deployment and said, hey, parents really want you to come and coach for our school. Would you be interested? And so we found a way to get a conversation, talked about it, and timing just kind of matched up. So came in after the summer of 2017 around the fall and started coaching there and that's when the foundation i think really kind of uh, grew to light and where it's at right now because that's when i was able to see the kind of the gap right now that there is in youth sports and so i was coaching the kids it's the best experience i think i've had probably one of the best leadership things i've, I've had in my life the, the community is amazing the kids are fantastic and the coaches i'm with are some of the best people i know from there, essentially, I saw this issue. I saw that there's a gap in youth sports from socioeconomic backgrounds and opportunities, and that's where the foundation was born, from a men's league. And from there, I knew it wasn't going to solve the issues, and that's my transition. There's got to be another way to kind of revamp and relook the way we view youth sports. And Key City Foundation, the idea and concept was born. Indeed, and, and it certainly has grown um Randy, but uh, looking back, it started out with lacrosse, I believe, Key City Lacrosse, and then it's expanded. So, what was what was going on? What were some of the things that were happening to 
to to take it from Key City Lacrosse and make it the Key City Foundation for all those sports. So it was kind of twofold. Uh, the first was money, and I had kids on our team where families they just couldn't afford stuff, and to me it crushed me inside to see. Kids have a reluctance to play because of the monetary uh, situation that of no fault of their own. So then from there, I was looking at this. I did the lacrosse men's league, essentially is what it was. It was an indoor men's league with the intent to fundraise this money for the high school kids to then offset some of the costs so it wasn't coming out of my own pocket, and then also to give back to other nonprofits. I knew I was always wanting to give back to other nonprofits and find a way to give. I think it's kind of a duty. And no matter what echelon of service you're at, whether you're a worker or a boss, even a boss's job is to serve. And so I figured why we don't teach that at the younger ages kind of is a side for me. So the the money was a big one. And then I also started to see there's a huge discrepancy between talent. And a lot of that came from multi-sport athletes. There's injuries from people that I started to see and study of uh, kids who start to single sport focus at a much younger age. Um, you can have very successful kids if they do that because it's almost like a, a genius who focuses on one thing. But then at the same point, the, you miss a whole another aspect of building culture and learning cultures of whether it's within football, basketball, lacrosse, or hockey. They all have their own different cultures. And so I started looking at this. I'm like... There's an entire landscape we can shape here with kids and improving our future for our youth, and that's introducing them to so much more. That's giving them an opportunity so long as they're willing to put in the sweat equity of doing the community service and going through our leadership program as well as uh, multi, pretty much not single sport focusing at a younger age, like elementary to middle school, and broadening their opportunities throughout different sports. I played multiple sports, so I was, Figured we were trying to figure out how to still shape that and push a, a multi-sport athlete from where we wanted to get uh, lacrosse. We met with Chris Stack. Uh, he is probably one of the most amazing people I've ever come across. He's our director of soccer. And the amount of work, the organization, dedication that he has to these kids is unreal. And that's just one of those things. Like If we would have stayed in our bubble of lacrosse, I would have never met him who is a soccer mind. And I think that's just something that broadens our uh, really depth as a human being is spreading culture, whether it's sports or socioeconomic backgrounds, where one kid who may come for more money is with a kid with less money. They're still able to understand each other better. Numbers-wise, how are the numbers within the organization? How Have they apparently have grown because you have, certainly have expanded, Randy, and it's catching on and, and certainly uh, an outstanding idea because it, it, what you're talking about, the socioeconomic uh, deal, is, is, is real, and it's there. And I, I was the same way. I, I, you know, coaching, I, and, and as an athletic director, I, I, I wasn't going to not let a student athlete get out there and, and try out and, and, and be on a team because of finances. So I understand that. So how are the numbers going for with, with the organization? The numbers are great. And that's, that's the one thing where it's, it, it, if, if whoever's listening or if you or someone isn't a part of something to where you're actually giving back, that it is the most selfish thing that you can do. You can hear multiple, like, um, 
people speak about this, motivational speakers, and, and being a part of that, this is like a testament to that, is our organization. Like, I would not have met uh, many of these people had we have not started this foundation, nor would it have grown without them. Uh, it wouldn't be where it's at today for just me, and uh, I'm telling you right now, like we have about 14 to 15 board members from, from directors to deputy directors and officers, and then overall, as far as volunteers go, we have our coaches, we have approximately around 50. And with that, of course, we have the core people who are very engaged and really keep things running in the background. And then we have those who will come and help out with like specific events and that it to see the growth, but not only see the growth in the organization, but to see like, there's so much bad in this world, but there's also still there's so much good that people sometimes get clouded. And I tell you, like just seeing the selfless service that the time I've seen these people in our organization put in for others is absolutely amazing. So the growth has been there. It's continuing to grow our soccer program. I'll tell you, we got to the point where we have to unfortunately start turning kids down because so many are trying to be a part of it, but we just don't have the bandwidth yet. And so, of course, as we continue to build that infrastructure, um, soccer, Chris has done an amazing, amazing job with growing that. And, it's it's continuing to grow. Now it's a matter of like the doors are open. Now we've got to continue to maintain operations. Randy, uh, any good leader certainly has to have those around him that, that do uh, keep things rolling, as you said. So talk a little bit about some of the people that are in those positions for you. Man, we could be here for an entire <laughs> hour. <man. laughs> like We could be here for a day if you let me talk about them. Uh, so first, I really want to start and mention Sonia Shoemaker. So she's our vice president. She was uh, instrumental in kind of this gap of growth that we've had, or not this gap, like this jump in growth. Uh, the The amount of time and effort she put in, like not only did she put so much time and effort into the foundation, but she does so much outside of it too. And then even for the Walkersville High School team that I coached, the amount of time and effort she put in, um, all of it for no compensation and nothing at all. We had a Frederick, we had a Texas winter storm crisis essentially that we were doing, and she was spearheading that, like and championing it. And we were able to donate twenty eight thousand bottles of water in less than a week. She procured pretty much getting us an entire semi truck for free, and then driving this stuff all the way to Texas. She's been amazing. And same thing with our our five k last year when we ran it. It, within less than six weeks, we put together an entire 5K that got us around ten dollars to $15,000, wow. of which wouldn't have happened without her. Um, as our officers go, we have Katie Curtis and Jackie Pierce. They do a lot with like the Secretary of Treasury, Director of Finance, and uh, kind of like a Director of HR and Personnel Relations. The amount of work they put into this to make the finances run, to organize. Katie's been spearheading our our 5K that we have uh, this October, and it wouldn't operate without them at all. Becky, like if you see any of our social media posts, I have friends who like, man, you really post. I'm like, I'm not posting anything at all. <laughs> this is 100% uh, Becky Rice, like an amazing person. And I, we'll go to Panera. We'll sit down and have anywhere between an hour, sometimes four or five, where we let time get away from us, where we just dedicate a lot of focused, like in the moment time for the foundation. And that's just her being authentically her. She's always real with me and she's always promoting us. And then it's a Chris Stack, like, he worked at Fisk, and I'm sure a lot of people may know what happened with Fisk. Mm -hmm. And even through all of that, he's been dedicating almost all his time at no, 
no monetary payment um, up until we are now getting him like the goal is to get people jobs and so we are going to focus on him as one of our main people because how much he's done for the organization and Haley she's our uh, director of advancement community outreach the the amount of partnerships that we build with with for-profits and non-profits like she's out there pretty much engaging and again we can go down the list but it it's just like it's a ton of amazing people and yeah it's well fantastic. that's certainly evident that in how this has gone since you started randy looking into the program even more you talk there's talk in your website about the three pillars of focus so talk a little bit about what the three pillars are and what uh, you want to do and what they're all about. Yes. Yeah, so the three pillars, it's one of those things where if you looked at us from the outside, uh, you might think we're kind of all over the place. If you look at it from the inside. We also sometimes are like, all right, what's our focus? But we do like the team and the leadership we have, we're always able to bring each other in and ensure that everything we talk about kind of maintains these three pillars. Uh, and it's simply kids, community, and, uh, Kids community, and then I'm drawing a blank on this other one. It's bad organization. It's our kids community and uh, the nonprofits. No, other nonprofits. Yeah, yeah, forgive me for that. <laughs> so for the kids, it's like our main mission: free, free sports for our kids in exchange for you know community service, leadership development, and character development. That that is our main focus. That's our mission: is to be able to provide the free sports then for community. Yeah. Okay, so. To start, sorry to interrupt, but talking yeah, no. about that aspect of it, the give back, so to speak, with the, the, the uh, kids, what kind of things do they do in order to do that? So for right now, we're still trying to build this to even more than what it currently is. But, for instance, our soccer teams, for Blessings in a Backpack, we would bring all the different things to package and ship. It would bring them to the actual soccer field, and Chris will have the kids essentially packaging all these things for Blessings in a Backpack and put this stuff together. Uh, with our soccer program, with Key City FC, they've started with at a much younger age, but the goal is essentially to continue to build this up and build it out to where these nonprofits and the community service events is going to essentially give them an opportunity to get real-time work experience. So as we continue to grow the program and we continue to grow these nonprofit opportunities, we work with these other nonprofits. If they're more into environmental stuff in high school, we give them these opportunities to where, hey, you can now learn about and get hands-on experience. So once they go into the working world, they already have so much more experience than their friends and or peers, whether they're in college or just go straight into the workforce. So the the focus really there is trying to figure out how can we also take uh, their community service and give back as an opportunity to help them learn and grow into things that interest them. Okay, building your community, that's a number, another one. So yep. that that's certainly a great community out there for sure in the Walkersville area, but you're looking to expand it even more so, I would think. Yeah, so with building our community, the biggest thing on that, it's providing those opportunities not only for the kids, but um, jobs. So. A lot of people may see nonprofits as uh, completely volunteer and not fully understand, but they're not necessarily the case. Like the goal is to create also jobs. And Frederick is our main focus time now is to also start to create job opportunities for that's building communities, right? With that, on top of that, with the nonprofit work that we do with the kids, if it's some sort of landscaping, we're trying to clean up around the community. Under our director of advancement and community outreach, because of the Texas winter storm crisis and the He's, again, I could speak to everybody. Yeah. His name's Eric. 
he's our pretty much chief of crisis chief of crisis operations and he runs our disaster relief and crisis pretty much support and so from there if there's any sort of crisis going on in locations our goal is to be able to stand up a very quick rapid response team to these events that if there's a high school that wants to be able to donate their time, we can give them that opportunity to give them the transportation or whatever it is we're doing. And same thing for the employees and the parents to volunteer and help rebuild communities, build communities, and essentially help everyone grow and flourish. Talking about the nonprofits, you have a great deal of fundraisers that you do and, and, you, and giving portions of that back to those nonprofits. Yeah, so everything we do is trying to help build other nonprofits because, I mean, my own personal life motto, one of the few that I have is live to give. And I think that a lot of people don't realize, again, how much good there is out there, how much great things other nonprofits are doing. And if we're able to give an even bigger platform for them to grow, then building those nonprofits, whether it's monetarily or we're giving them some sort of goods or donations from our free clinics, sports clinics that we run or anything else, then we're trying to always help grow other organizations' missions because, I mean, at the end of the day, if we're not trying to help each other grow, like, it's, it's, it's not really that fun in my eyes. I think competition is great. But it's even better when we see other people flourish, especially in our own communities, because there's so many different efforts that um, can help and overlap and help each other move forward. Quickly, Randy, this time flies by when we're doing this, but it's always a joy to to talk to those out there doing what you're doing for sure. The future, uh, any thoughts about the future and what may be what may lie ahead for the Key City Foundation? Uh, I'm actually extremely uh, glad you asked that because the future is something we always plan for. If you look at our uh, projections, we go everywhere out to four or five years out, and we're constantly adjusting. For us, it has been a ride because we pretty much saw our growth from 2020 to now, and that's where we saw the potential because in 2020 that was the pandemic and we still were able to get money grow get volunteers and that just showed what we wanted to accomplish so at the end of uh, 2020 essentially we did kind of a anonymous survey i should say i, I kind of put that out there to the team and i said uh, basic questions that would help see our growth is an organization and ask them multiple things one of those though is like where do you see us in the future type of organizations are and uh, pretty much unanimously was a nationally recognized nonprofit where we try to replicate this in multiple cities and locations throughout the U.S. Our next steps in the future, though, is getting a headquarters location here in Frederick. We're trying to find somewhere that we can have our kids train with our director of sports performance, Casey Laramore, who also runs through one performance and then also train uh, our our sports with lacrosse, soccer, and then ones that we build on turf. So future, one of our big main focuses is actually finding facility. And then from there, getting more paid employees into next year and just trying to continue to raise awareness of our mission and what it is we're trying to accomplish and how we're trying to truly change the landscape of how we view youth sports and how we can continually make our future brighter for our youth. Uh, certainly impressive, Randy. So if anyone out there is interested in, in volunteering or doing anything for your foundation, give us that information and let the, let the people out there, you know, get in, uh, in touch with you, uh, whether it's email, cell or whatever. Absolutely. 
anyone that's interested in volunteering for the organization, uh, some people may think they have to have a sports background or or whatever. That's not the case at all. We have every facet of the operations going on right now, whether it's multimedia. Uh, we have Paul Garza Sr., who he runs Paul Surreal Media. He helps out with like multimedia, runs our videography, and he's just been awesome to promoting some of our stuff. But if they want to reach out, you can go to, you can send us an email at info at keycityfoundation.com. That's all one word, Key City Foundation. They just say they're interested in volunteering. We can open the conversation from there. We have a website, keycityfoundation.org. We're trying to fix our email thing right now to also reflect our .org, but they can see there's also volunteer opportunities there. We have everything from operational support volunteers where they just come and help out with events Two people want to get even more involved with behind-the-scenes stuff, whether it's HR, if it's finances, coaching. And we have tons of opportunities and tons that eventually we're trying to transition into paid positions. And, of course, everybody has their own preference of what they're doing. If they want to do it just to volunteer, that's great. If they eventually would like to be involved with the sports organization with our purpose, then even better, we're trying to get paid positions here as we continue to accrue more capital for the organization. And that's keycityfoundation.org is our website. And then the email that they can send something to is info at keycityfoundation.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. We have all four platforms. And on the 28th of October, we'll have a, a special needs clinic, free soccer special needs clinic, and a trunk or treat that coincides with it. So if anybody has anyone interested in bringing out any kids with special needs, uh, 28th of October, 5 p.m., we'll have that. Location and details are all over our social media, thanks to Becky and also Chris putting this stuff together. Again, they, they've just been an awesome team to work with, and seeing them, it's been a great organization to watch grow. Well, Randy, I certainly want to thank you again for taking some time to be with us today. And uh, and I, I'm hoping that the the people out there that have been listening will uh, give you a call and you get some more volunteers, get some monetary donations, whatever is needed to, to continue this foundation. And the idea behind it is, is uh, outstanding. So thank you again. The best of luck to you, not only with the foundation, but you know, coaching too. And you got, I, I, I'm, I'm there as well, but coaching lacrosse, but certainly the first priority being the foundation itself. So thank you again, and the best of luck to you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate you all for having us out and also just giving more notoriety to our foundation because the amount of work that our team puts in, they, they deserve it, and it's just awesome. So we really appreciate you both. Indeed. Our pleasure. You've been listening to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we'll see you next week.